0: I was saying "f boss," and he was like, "I listen to the podcast. You said the real words." Like, when I hear Haley, when I meet Haley, I am going to tell her that you changed my daughter to saying the real curse words. Um. Okay, what should we do for the intro? The welcome to Spinster's a podcast where. It was clear that the Celtics raised the rim an extra two inches to avoid um, giving the Warriors uh, the opportunity to warm up, but this is a track record of cheating by the Celtics establishment dating back to the 60s, and that is why they won. You could do something like that.
1: I think you just keep that. Yeah,
0: I would keep, yeah. Quick housekeeping before we get into it with Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube. It's amazing. Do it. Next, um, we are plugging the Alan Cesaro Warriors ep again because he did an amazing GQ article with Toscano Anderson, um, the first Mexican citizen in the finals, which I just love. So listen to that episode. Read that article follow Alan Cesaro. He's amazing. After the break, Howard Beck. I also just want to quickly say
1: that I was in, uh, I was taking a vacation and my friend Molly was there. And when I moved away from LA, she also moved away from LA and she's one of my best friends. And she's not like a huge NBA fan by any means, but she told me that she, uh, listens to every episode because she feels like she's hanging out with us oh. Molly I love you so much
0: I love you yeah. Molly Just a little- <laughs> my Aquarius <laughs> sister Yes. Oh, that is yeah, so sweet. sweet I love you
1: Molly okay now hard we back <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're scouting prospects you need a powerful partner you need Indeed Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com spinsters to learn more. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to feel healthier. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient, daily nutrition athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase visit athleticgreens.com spin
1: um i do want to talk about the Draymond stuff not because i want to get i was telling well putting in our rundown that i think it's um i'm so past the point of like our player pods good but i do think it's interesting that uh people have such an issue with it and we could Actually, you know what? Let's just start there and then we'll get into actual final stuff. What when players take over all the podcasts? Because ultimately they are That's the experts happen. on the game. Yeah. If we're, if we're being honest. And when they figure out that they are the ones who could break news ahead of time, it's a wrap for us. Um What will you guys do? Like what will your new careers be?
2: Um you know, I, I've always thought that being a barista would be really fun work. I like people. I like coffee. Nice. Um, you know, I, I yeah. There's a future there. The, the like. There's we don't know where the media uh, environment is going to go, and it's changed a lot in my 30 years in the business. But coffee, coffee's forever, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know where newspapers will be, magazines, internet sites, podcast. Wh- Coffee is forever. So yeah, um, if the players take over the entire media space, it's going to be about coffee for me. That's um,
1: good. That's a great answer.
2: I, it's That's all I got. It, it might be because of the fact that I'm still like only about like 27% awake after another <laughs> brutal late fucking night of NBA Finals, and I'm not... I'm not used to it anymore because it's been a few years. Like, I I did two two games of the finals last year, and it was an abnormal final still because we didn't have, like, full, you know, um, access back. It wasn't completely normal. I only did two games. And then two years ago was the bubble, which I skipped. And so it's been like three years since I've actually had to do that whole thing. Where like, Oh yeah. On the West coast, things are normal. Then you go to the East and like the press conferences end at, at 1230, 1245. <laughs> You're writing until three in the morning. You're not, you can't fall asleep until like four in the morning. Like I, so yeah. Um, which by the way is also my uh, caveat now uh, ahead of time for the rest of this podcast, that anything I say that is incoherent, profoundly stupid, um, <laughs> Warped. It's it's possibly mean. It's possibly just sleep deprivation the fact that I've had only one cup of coffee so far. So um, with all that out of the way,
1: no, that's fine. Yeah. This is this will be a satirical episode. Everything we don't <laughs> we don't mean anything that we say. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? So what are true. you gonna do?
0: Um, I think I'm gonna lean into interior design. I think I'm just gonna go full into nothing sports related rich people will always pay people to style things for their homes and i think that's what i'm gonna do that would be so fun to just shop for other people all day long
1: yeah rich people will never have good taste never (laughs) and they will always pay someone (laughs) yes yeah take one look at the architectural digest uh videos and you'll know that the youtube um Mm -hmm. some of them do but you can tell that they've had help You and Fred would also have a very cute HGTV show. Wow.
2: I
0: don't know what you would call it. You'd have to think about what you would call it. Well, I've also watched a little bit of a show on Netflix called Motel Makeover, and that's kind of secretly an idea that I want to do, is make over a motel, make it super Instagram-worthy. The hosts on there, they were really annoying. Ruined the show. But the idea, the concept, if I took over and fred is like the handyman person drilling holes which i don't even know if he would do but for the show <laughs> yeah, I'm like can he, would he drill do. holes that's
1: actually imp- Not an important all. question <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cuz they like build they build their own furniture when the budget's tight mm-hmm. that's a big thing in these small towns in um kentucky now is that the, they're trying to make them like instagram worthy like give them like instagram walls or do the damn umbrella thing oh yeah because i mean like banana leaf wallpaper what's the economy yeah (laughs) it's either you do that or you invite a crypto farm like hydro new farm to come that is like honestly eastern kentucky right now (laughs) the government is like come uh you know coal's going out of business so how can we ruin the environment some more crypto farm (laughs) i i'm trying to go between am i going to be a goat farmer or a sheep farmer i can't decide on but farmers have to sure. shave sheep, <laughs> and while that intimidates me, I like watching the videos on TikTok. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a skill I would be happy to learn. I don't know how you learn it, or maybe there's a master class or something.
0: I see you goat for what it's worth.
1: Well, I grew—I mean, I grew up on a goat farm, so totally. There you go. Fun fact, yeah, their poop freaks me out. <laughs> if I'm honest. It's teeny, so, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm letting go Farm, so. Great. Now that we've got that settled, the <laughs> 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 Howard, you were there, like you said, so mm-hmm. I want to know, um, we just released an episode from uh, our friend now, who's, I'm happy to say, because he's awesome, Alan Cesaro, about how, it was basically like reminiscing on Oracle, but also saying that, there has been, to quote Harry's um, MO, like a huge vibe shift in the between the two arenas. And the fan base, although the episode was like, let's not leave the original fan base behind. So I'm curious what you thought about Chase. I remember very distinctly um, on the broadcast during game one, they were like, Chase Center is alive. <laughs> and they did a pan shot and like three people were standing up. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they're like paid to say that by Uber or something, but yeah.
2: I have many conflicting feelings on this. So, um I'm from the Bay Area originally. I grew up in San Jose. I was born in Oakland. Um and uh a lot of my my first concerts and sporting events and everything else were either Oakland Coliseum or Oakland Coliseum Arena and uh you know, I I was ball boy for a day at a Warriors game when I was like 9 years old because I won a contest at a children's shoe store where you put your name on a little card and throw it in the fishbowl and then they draw it. And I got Aww. to be ball boy. Bobo- I got to be ball boy Bobo- for that. a day. Yeah. Um. Somewhere I in a box in my mom's house. I hope there's a photo of that. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um. We had fewer photos back then. Um. <laughs> it was a different time. And uh, so like I have a, a like this a, a little bit of a weird attachment to, uh what was then known as, as Oracle before they, they vacated. Um, but when I was growing, it was just the Oakland Coliseum arena. Um, and that, the vibe there. So when I was, uh, covering the Lakers, especially, so I'm, I'm now going there a lot, right? The Lakers are playing two games a year in Oakland. There was no place in the NBA that I thought had a better ratio of, uh, attendance and passion to, uh, wins ratio, meaning a <laughs> lot of attendance, a lot of passion, a lot of noise, not many wins. And um, I, I swear to God, in, in all the years that I've been covering this league, 25 years now, there's been a lot of shitty teams that I've seen uh, in, in, in many different cities. I don't think I've ever been anywhere that was c- as consistently um, full, passionate, just absolutely just uh, so dedicated to their team as the Warrior fans in Oakland. Um and you know look in the bay area in general right I, we, who knows what the, the the breakdown is i'm sure the warriors know the analytics on like when the day they left like how much of their their crowd was actually from the east bay versus the south bay versus san francisco and of course you're going to lose something after decades there moving into an arena that is bigger um and that is possibly probably a different client base that's the part that's hard. Like people generalize very quickly, and I understand it. Like, well, this is what you lost. You abandoned Oakland. You abandoned all those fans, and this is a completely different. I don't know. I don't know what percentage made the move, season ticket wise, across the bay. Um, and I, I was saying this to somebody the other day, actually, about this. I would be curious to know this hypothetical experiment that we couldn't possibly do. If you took the crowd from Oakland exactly as it was on the last game there, and just transferred it to Chase would it sound the same as what we heard in games one and two, or would it Mm. still sound different because the building itself is like twice as big. Mm. And there's a reason Oracle was Roracle and it wasn't just the fans. It was also low ceiling, really compact. Um, It reverberated, right? Um, It's like Arco arena back in the day for the Kings, like that place rocked. Uh, And it wasn't just the cowbells that they were ringing literally over my head on press row. Um, it, it's, it was a, you know, what they call a bandbox or whatever. It was tiny. And yeah. that, so that, you know, architecture and physics have something to do with all this. The The composition of the crowd probably has something to do with it. Um, it's hard for me to, to parse that out. I thought the vibe was good for games one and two, but nothing like what I heard last night in Boston, which is, you know, for me expected. This is the third finals I've covered here. I was here for the two against the Lakers in uh, 2008 and 10. And... Boston fans are bonkers. Um, I, I mean that in all the possible ways. <laughs> Good and bad.
1: Yeah. yeah they, we actually had... we. Had, how many times can I name drop this, Jordan? But we had Adam McKay on uh, <laughs> a couple episodes ago, and we were talking about how uh, well we thought he, they did with their Winning Times um, portrayal of TD um, in the 80s, but just in general. Um, it just felt very personal, and like you were there, and find, maybe understood the intensity of it on a different level. But did you guys see the um, clay quote from after the game?
0: Very classy, <laughs> you, very classy, boss. What
1: did he he, said, he was like, they were dropping f bombs with children in the crowd. I'm like, have you been to a sporting event like anywhere? Like, that was in my soccer games, like my my middle school soccer games. Parents were. Screaming fuck at the refs and everything, but um, not that's, to like be wow, insensitive that's, that's of a, what a, players deal with, but then yeah. that's pretty par for the course.
2: So I, I wrote at length about profanity recently um, on SI.com. So uh, this now makes me an authority on the subject. Also, <laughs> the fact that I say fuck a lot um, also makes me an authority on the subject. So I'm just going to say this. Um, I think there's like, context matters. And like a single fan going like, fuck you. All right, that's a single fan. And then a security person's probably also going to walk up. To, well, not in Boston. The security people don't, don't care in Boston. Yeah, but they're in any yelling other,
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're
2: the ones yelling it. In any other <laughs> arena, someone's going to go up to that fan and say, uh, sir, please chill the fuck out or we're going to throw you out. Um, there's a difference between that single person saying it, an entire crowd, thousands of people, maybe even 20,000 people chanting, fuck you, Draymond, in sync. Um, also a difference between, so when I wrote about profanity a few weeks ago, it was the fact that the NBA had been cracking down on guys, dropping F-bombs, players, dropping F-bombs in press conferences. And if you're in the Mm -hmm. middle, uh, midst of a, um, press conference and you say, man, I don't know what the fuck was going on with my free throw shooting. And it's just, it's just a throwaway word that you threw in for emphasis and kind of mindlessly, and it's not aimed at anybody. And the NBA is finding guys for that now. Right. Um, I think that's a little over the top by the NBA, but nevertheless, that's their policy. To me, that is a substantially different, qualitatively different, dramatically different than thousands and thousands of people in an arena that has both adults and children um, directing the F-bomb at a person. That is, that's aggression. That's not a throwaway right. line. That's not emphasis. That's not just mindlessly throwing in a, a word that you know, kind of brings the sentence to life and shows your emotions. No, no, you, That's aggression. That is, and to me, I've always been uncomfortable with that. I don't, I don't even like the, the refuse suck chant. Um, Like, and, and, and I say suck an awful lot. Um, (laughs) That came out very strangely. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) This is a sex positive podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I, I appreciate that. Um, No, it's just, it's, but it's different. It's different when it's, when it's thousands of people chanting in unison the mm-hmm. F-bomb, and directed at a person. Um, and it doesn't happen that often, by the way. Like, I, I, I don't remember the last time... Um, like, I've seen a lot of hostile crowds, and I was there for LeBron's first game back in Cleveland back in 2010 when he first went to Miami, which was by far the scariest environment I've witnessed <laughs> firsthand. Like, just alarming. Um, mm. Did not know what was going to happen that night. And this wasn't that last night. This was just people chanting and yelling a lot of stuff um but yeah it's it's different like i don't they were asked right each of the players were asked so um when clay is asked when steph is asked when steve kerr was asked about the chance you know they're responding they're responding kind of glibly and they've got to kind of look on their face like yeah i know if i walk into this like what we're going to be possibly provoking so they were kind of like trying to I felt like the the gears were turning they were splitting the difference between actually really seriously calling it out and just saying yeah classy you know like kind of just sarcastic
0: yeah yeah I feel like I mean we heard it uh, with Trey Young too in Madison Square Garden and I feel like that yes. was it was like a different tone it was like wow Trey's becoming a villain like Look at him. He's he's actually he got doing spit things on. in Madison. Yeah, he it was very intense. But this situation yeah. with Draymond, it's kind of like, how could you do this to Draymond? That's the tone that I'm getting his I don't know if you guys saw his wife post this super long post being like how warrior fans would never <laughs> how are you guys doing this and i'm it's very interesting the different tones of just recently when those chants have happened
1: yeah i uh it's funny to i i guess what's funny to me about it and you know i definitely don't want to ignore the fact that players do get in trouble for saying it and they have far less like the crowd you have somewhat anonymity because you're in a huge group of people even if you're just within your section and yeah um it's harder to identify who's saying it but like draymond embodies with his style of play the same feeling and emotion of someone yelling fuck you so i'm like <laughs> his, a little bit that's like, his
2: whole game right yeah
0: exactly yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: his game is. He- his his game is basically fuck you. And mm-hmm. he would probably agree with that and embrace that to be honest. Um so yeah, you you're inviting you you play with a certain level of aggression and antagonism and it, you kind of invite it back, right? Like I think that's fair.
0: Mhm. Yeah. He said on his podcast he's like I'm Glad my son was there to hear that. I don't know. He he said that? (laughs) Yes. He was like, he we can go back and talk about this. And this is what he knows that his dad has gone through and been through. And that's the response that I expect Draymond to have. Because he is- you know, his son was at the press conference. He was cussing right, right next to him, and I. Yeah. I yeah, he said sh- <laughs> he
2: said shit at one point. He said I play like shit, and I'm looking at his son to see if his son reacted. And his son was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he <laughs>
0: just like, laid down, <laughs> Daddy, laid down on the it's, table. He's it's like, late. Can la, I go la, la. to sleep
2: now? <laughs> his son was. That was me. That was me. Can I just go to sleep now? I'm yeah. tired.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like way past my bedtime. But yeah, it's um, Draymond.
1: I found Draymond very relatable last night and this morning when I woke up and saw the reaction to his reaction to people not wanting him to podcast because I'm like, I also have very average, you know, workplace performances and then get on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) it's very (laughs) defensive. (laughs) So, yeah, I was finding that very relatable, honestly. (laughs) Howard's like, if I speak. I was also getting texted Um, by my
2: editor while uh, while this was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your editor's
1: like, I better not find out that you were uh,
0: on a podcast. The right draft pick can take your team to the playoffs and beyond. When you're scouting prospects, you need a powerful partner. You need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is the virtual interviews. A lot of people are working from home. They do not want to come into an office. And with Indeed, it saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit indeed.com slash spinsters to learn more. Claim your credits at Indeed.com slash Spensters. Indeed.com slash Spensters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to help my immune system. I really just wanted to feel healthier. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto like me, paleo, vegan dairy-free or gluten-free it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition to make it easy athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash spin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash spin to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: I like Draymond's point about like, what would you rather me be doing? Because if I guess the the answer that a lot of people were giving him was like a sleep, which is... you. If you're too amped up after writing and watching about the game to sleep, which I think is totally valid because with these late games, I rarely can fall asleep, which is something I miss for the West Coast. But it takes me like an hour or two. What if you're playing and you're in the <laughs> middle of all that intensity? Like, how are you supposed to sleep right away? My and the goodness. other defense that he yeah, and the other defense that he had was um, people want me to watch game tape. Like, I a don't know how readily available. I guess because like the NBA.com doesn't upload those condensed games for a while I know that they're on a team he could probably get an ASAP but I'm like do you do you want some time to rest but also if you're going through the game and rehashing things maybe it's not Warriors fans dream that it's happening uh on a podcast where everyone can hear it but like you are very much going back through the game so I just feel like those excuses are a bit weird
2: so I didn't realize or that this excuses, was... Or not excuses, sorry. Yeah, the, the criticism. Yeah, people
1: being, yeah criticism. Yeah.
2: I, 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 honestly, I didn't realize that this was a, a line of criticism against Draymond that the podcast is somehow distracting him. It's actually funny. So just a quick like historical reference point for me covering the league. Um, when Shaq came in, Shaq comes in. He's like doing commercials before he's played an NBA game, I think. He's doing a movie... Immediately, like maybe it's his rookie year or whatever. Then he's dropping rap albums, and at that time, it was a big thing to say, like, "Oh, he should concentrate on his free throws." If you know, if he wasn't so busy making rap albums, and this was a thing, and like you know, Shaq could have abstained from every other sort of entertainment and and other outside work, and his three throw free throws were still going. To suck. Like it, it was not a, a question of dedication or practice or whatever. Dude practiced his free throws. He got advice from everybody, like possibly literally every single living person on earth. Um, and he tried everything. He just couldn't shoot free throws. And it had nothing to do with making rap albums or making blue chips. Um, and it's interesting that today, this discussion notwithstanding, because I didn't realize that uh, people were criticizing Draymond and saying you should go watch film instead. In general, like guys are allowed to just do everything now, right? Everybody's making rap albums or is on Instagram or is, you know, making movies or is, uh, in, you know, exploring viticulture or whatever, like the, <laughs> every, in, in, gra- investing in crypto. Um, they're all doing everything. And it's no longer a thing where the second you see a guy who's got some hole in his game, you go like, oh, well, if you'd spent less time, you know, uh, you know, buying NFTs, you'd be better, you know, uh, in pick and roll defense. I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't happen that much. I th- like Draymond. The thing Draymond does best, aside from playing basketball is, is talk and, and talk about basketball. Um,
1: well, that's part of his basketball game too.
2: Well, that too. <laughs> he talks Fair. even yes. on the court. <laughs> so Yellow's like, more likely. Um, I am always in favor of, of like, you know, more, candor and not less, more thoughts, not less. Uh, if he wants to finish with us at the dais and then go back and unload for 30 minutes uh, into a Zoom H4N, uh, as I am doing right now, um, then fine. Like I, it's I, I, The more insight we get into these guys that we cover, I think the better, and mm-hmm. If he weren't doing that, would he be watching game tape? Probably not at that hour. Would he? I mean, he he could, though, Haley, by the way, he like the the, they absolutely (laughs) could get a download immediately of of all the cuts of any sorted any which way. Um, I guess that's fair enough. (laughs) But but, you know, at that point of the night, you're probably just trying to wind down or work through it or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's that big a deal.
1: Yeah, you want to fall asleep? Like, I take a nap after every podcast we do. <laughs> and I wake up at, like, 10.30. Like, what? Yeah. But also,
0: it's like, are we... When I hear people say that, when I see people tweet that at Draymond, like, he was more prepared for the podcast than the game. He's not going to come out and score 30 points. Like, that's not what we're expecting from Draymond. So his two points, three rebounds, four assists, like, that is a Draymond stat line. It was more of... The other things, the passing or getting other people involved, him fouling out, I guess is what they're talking about. But the stats are those are going to stay the same. Those are what I'm expecting from Draymond every every time, right? Like, he's not well, yeah. And I mean, like, he was having bad games way before he started this podcast.
1: Like, do we remember to that? <laughs> hey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, it's a, I don't know, whatever. We don't want to just spend any more time on it. I guess I don't want to waste the last 15 minutes. You're free on like. Whatever, leave Draymond alone. Um, <laughs> except for like the things that he legitimately should be criticized for, but trust me, a podcast does not take that much energy. Or no. Me a, or me and Jordan would.
2: As we've established, I am barely awake. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> just talking,
1: just chatting. Um,
0: Jordan, what did you think about the about Game Three? Um, my overall thoughts were, you know, especially that third quarter. Again, that was really key. And before this finals even started, you know, we talked a lot about the Boston inexperience or, you know, is that going to rattle them? I think I was the first to say they're going to be rattled. This is their first finals. They're back home. They're not going to be able to, you know, really set into the stuff that they do, but they absorbed that Warriors third quarter run so well. And, it's always been kind of put on a pedestal, this Warriors third quarter, but the fourth quarter comes right after (laughs) like the fourth (laughs) quarter has to be the most important quarter. And it kind of doesn't matter what you do in the third, if you don't do it in the fourth. So that was kind of my biggest takeaway is that Boston is playing when it counts. They did. um, They'd had a lead. The Warriors got it back, but then they finished the job and that was Something I don't think I was expecting from this young group. I was expecting them to kind of fold. Like, well, the Warriors have been here. They've do, they've done this before. The third quarter is their quarter, but they they took the punch and they gave one right back. And that was exciting to watch and also impressive, I guess, for this young group.
1: Yeah, they are uh, they if you can absorb it, um the things that the Warriors can throw at you, which are basically like coming back um, and not letting them continue that momentum mm-hmm. further into the fourth. Um, not forcing turn- turnovers, which again I think is mo- honestly more something the Celtics control than the Warriors defense. I'm not shitting on the defense. I just think that's how good Celt- the Celtics are.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, using their own defense to prevent, like, the thing the Warriors need to win I love when games and series are simple enough that, like, I could explain it to a baby. And <laughs> basically, if the Warriors want to win, they need three guys that have big offensive games. And I know that's the criticism that everyone's having of Draymond, but, like, the, he's not that guy. He's not going to be that guy. And his shortcomings last night expanded further than that. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, that's really what the Warriors need. So, if Boston could withstand that, I am also surprised that a team this young and... Not just inexperienced um, in the finals, but the first game, they showed that stat of not only them not making it to the finals and having no finals experience prior to this, the Warriors like vast, vast, mm-hmm. vast, vast advantage in that department. But um, Howard, what are your uh, keys to the game? If you were explaining this to to the same baby, <laughs> we gotta find a baby. Just make sure that like we're really getting through to them.
2: Um, is this baby old enough to actually understand English, or just like you know, mama, dada, and you know, go potty?
1: Let's go. Okay, let's revise this to my um to my six year old, almost seven year old cousin, uh, Keegan, right. who yesterday I gotta say, pretty smart because he was saying that we should build a train that goes is connected. They're all connected and they go everywhere in the world. And my aunt was like, "Well, we can't because the world is majority water." And he was like you know what? You're right. There's ocean water, sink water, bath water. <laughs> I was like, this kid is he's thinking going of places. Yeah, he's going <laughs> places. Mm-hmm. So seven-year-old Keegan is the bar here.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Keegan, thank you for joining us here today <laughs> um, <laughs> to help us with our analogy. Um, so... First thing is 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 this um, the one impression that has stayed with me through these first three games. Period is just that the Warriors are having to work really hard a lot of the time. There was a there was a point last I think it was Clay who ended up with the three. Clay hit this big three at one point last night, and it was after the Warriors had made I don't know seven hundred and thirty two passes. Um, that might be a slight overstatement, uh, but it was Not by a, lot, a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> It was a lot of passes. They just couldn't find the open space. And to their credit, they kept moving it. And to their credit, they finally found an open shot. And, and I, again, I think it was Clay who hit it. But man, watch the Celtics' defense on a possession like that. And you think like I don't know how the Warriors are even in this game at times. Mm-hmm. And their three-point shooting kept them alive. Clay and, and Steph kept them alive. But yeah, um, you know, Haley, you nailed it. Like they, they they need a third score. and sometimes they even need a second. You know, I wrote this after game two that through two games, they've got it. You know, the series is tied and they had a really nice game Two, And, and this thing is, is, you know, certainly still up for grabs, but for the first time in their six finals in eight years, there's no real clear number two, much less a third option. Mm-hmm. Um, because clay is not the old clay and, you know, um, Kevin Durant is not there and, you know, you know, certain guys just aren't ready yet. And Jordan Poole had a, a breakthrough season and has had some really nice moments in the playoffs, but he's not that guy right now. And so that's why, by the way, the the whole stat about finals experience was both relevant and overdone. Yeah, mm-hmm. a ton of finals experience between Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Igadala. But Igadala is now a bit player on this team. And Mm -hmm. this clay is not that clay, Um, you know, and by the way, may, may well get there, but he just came back in January after two and a half years off and two very serious injuries, like expecting him to be 2018 clay or something is, is crazy. Um, But we saw it like last night, like every so often that guy comes back and, you know, um, can they, can he do that enough times for them to win this series becomes the question, but outside of that core group. Andrew Wiggins had never been anywhere in the playoffs, much less the finals. Jordan Poole hadn't been. Um, You know, Kavon Looney was along for the ride the last time. You know, I mean, he was a little bit more than along for the ride, but he was not a a core uh, piece um, Mm -hmm. in this sense. So they've got guys who are just figuring this out along the way too. And the fact is the Celtics, by and large, one through seven, one through eight, are bigger, more athletic, stronger, younger, sprier and that's what the warriors are really up against and does your experience outweigh all that um or or enough to get you through the series so um you know we overreact to everything we just saw always 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 prisoners of the moment on nba twitter uh game one warriors are toast can't see how they possibly even win this series they're completely outmatched <laughs> game two it's like well they solved that you know but you know they're they're gonna go and they're gonna you know take at least one you know they're gonna split it in boston at at minimum and and you know they got it going again they're fine game three uh, yeah they're toast they're they've got no (laughs) chance um now if steph is if seriously hurt they are toast yeah um and that's that's the big caveat and the big like this is the the news we're all waiting for today as we're recording this right like we don't like that i've seen no updates while we've been talking um hopefully I haven't missed anything along the way, but we don't know. Um, that looked serious in the moment. If you just judged it by the reaction on Steph's face and the way he looked on the court as he's laying there. Um, and he, he downplayed it in the press conference with us afterward. Um, you know, I didn't notice any limp walking in and out of the press conference by him. Um, somebody else wrote that they saw him limping as he was going to the bus so maybe he hit it well coming in and out of the press conference mm-hmm. room. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll know soon enough. Uh, but like that is, that is obviously as serious a serious concern as you can have. They, they can't have Steph at less than a hundred percent. They can't miss him for a game. Um, you know, I, like somewhere in there, you know, like, like is, is there a Jordan pool, you know, Renaissance game where he, because at, at his best, he does this kind of Steph impression where you go, Whoa, you know, did the Warriors find their next star? And then, you know, the other times you're like, where did Jordan Poole go? Is he in this game? Uh, but I, you, they're not winning this series with Jordan Poole trying to do Steph impressions.
1: <clears throat> no. Yeah. Um, and also, in addition to to you saying that the, the well, pointing out, not just saying, that the Celtics are um, younger, more spry, stronger. They're also, at one through eight, much better uh, scorers. And then this Warriors team. And while Steph might count enough for like one through three um, to hold the advantage, it's after that, uh, it's not right now with this current clay, with Jordan Poole being as young as he is um, and, you know, so not super consistent yet in these playoffs. um, The Celtics have the advantage there. I mean, it's funny when you watch Andrew Wiggins now because I love seeing the – um, beautiful glides to the basket that we saw that he had, like, in spurts with the Wolves. Um, But still, like, he is very much – I saw this tweet yesterday from uh, Iman from Dishes and Dimes where she was like, there's no reason that Andrew Wiggins isn't better than he is. And that is – if you never watched basketball, you would think, this guy – is up and coming he's gonna be incredible <laughs> but it, it, it's been years at this point like we kind of know what what he has to offer even though she's, it's been so much more with the Warriors Um and you know just like even effort wise and then I mean what else do you ha- Otto Porter I love when Otto Porter scores because I remember he exists um
0: <laughs> hey I
1: think that's why he scores that's a max Sorry. guy Can't forget about me <laughs> Yeah, Uh, but I think that you are dead on, and I am worried about the Warriors. And I honestly do not. That's not an overreaction, although most things are. Um, I hope Steph's okay. I was listening to the Low Post this morning, and something Zach said was so true because he said, you know when a player is probably actually feeling somewhat, like in maybe in the moment, maybe they know long-term hurt, when they don't just look like they're hurt. They're not just wincing. They look pissed. Mm. Because any a lot of players can sell the wincing because they want the foul in the moment. Um, no shame in that because they shouldn't. That's just how it goes. But when they mm-hmm. look mad, yeah, that's an indicator.
2: Yeah. That's a really um, good point. No. I, know. A, I was
1: like, no, yeah, that's a good point.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, because they there there's a realization that hits them immediately, like, oh shit, this may be serious and I could be out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because of the, the the circumstances, right? Like, nobody from the Warriors called it out as a dirty player or anything like that last night. There was nobody implying that. Um, but it is the kind of thing where, you know, a scrap for a loose ball and somebody falls on you, those are like – it's interesting the way basketball people – I'm not counting myself as this. I'm, a, I'm just a reporter who writes about the game. But when it comes to coaches, players, scouts, uh, people who really work in the game, the way – the fine line between what is hustle play that happened to cause an injury versus what is quote unquote dirty or quote unquote broke the code as as kerr put it with the uh the the dylan brooks um playing Gary on Gary Payton a couple rounds ago like it's a fine line and I don't pretend to understand exactly where that line is Mm -hmm. but Al Horford fell on him while scrapping for that ball and and like is is a debate going to now ensue we'll find out soon enough media availabilities are coming up in a little bit here but like (laughs) I don't know how much of that will be a line of questioning um on our side of it and how much they might indulge um but where is that line? Like, you know, 6'9", 240-pound, whatever Al Horford is, like, falling on Steph Curry's foot while going for the ball. Is that fair game? It's the finals. Like, I, my general default, uh, uh, again, I just as a paid observer and nothing more, is, shit, it's the finals. You're going to you're gonna do everything possible to go for every 50-50 ball and hustle plays and all that stuff we talk about. Like, mm-hmm. of course. Where's the line? Is the line only when you accidentally do injure somebody, and now it and now you've crossed the line, but up until then it was okay as a hustle play? Like, I don't know. Again, uh, th- these are really murky definitions, and um, but I think Steph in the moment, to Haley's point, like he's, 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 there's that realization where he's going, shit, this could be really serious, and if it is, this feels like the last one, and if it is, we're done. Hmm.
0: George,
1: I mean Jordan, you played. What do you? Think that line is.
0: I was gonna say like it's it is hard, but to me, just watching that, it just seemed unfortunate. Like they were all going for the ball. It was like multiple scrums. Like that was the second scrum after the ball popped out, um and it just seemed like wrong place, wrong time. Because Al Horford wasn't. He, it kind of he, he didn't he ignored that Steph was even there. He was just going for the ball, trying to get the possession just so happened there's a big weight difference there there's a height difference there and that's just not the person that you want if it was like Peyton Pritchard or somebody like it it would be okay but it it is a hustle play sometimes when it's a dirty play I think you even just go for are you going for the ball that's kind of the baseline that I think of that Dylan Brooks you're 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 swinging down, you're pulling your arm back, you're trying to make this like incredible block and this huge play didn't go well. But in that sense, it was a hustle play. It seemed unfortunate. I really hope that he's not actually hurt. I totally agree with the pissed thing. I know when I hurt my shoulder, it's immense pain and it's, shoot this is not going to end well. I know that I cannot move my arm. I know I cannot play tomorrow. Like, you just think (laughs) the next day. So I'm upset. I'm mad. Just as a lover of the game, somebody who wants to play all the time, you immediately get mad when you get that taken away from you. So seeing Steph and Draymond say, you know, he made his last foul because he heard Steph yelling on the ground, like Mm. crying out, it seemed like. Um, I just hope it's not serious. I hope it was just an unfortunate hustle basketball play.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna light a candle. (laughs) Yeah, I got. I got one of those candles. I got it one of those crystal shops. That's like for good. You know, when you need a good thing to happen.
2: Does it work Um, on NBA injuries? Has it has it healed anybody's (laughs) ankle yet?
1: We're gonna see. We're gonna. I mean, we're gonna see. But the Warriors need it, so maybe I've been subconsciously saving it for a moment like
2: this. I was going to say it would be possible. I know know we're going to wind down, but it would be the worst possible ending to this finals. If it's it's with with Steph on the shelf or Steph hobbled or whatever, like you never want to see in any series, but especially like this is a dynastic team that, Made this amazing run back to a place that we weren't sure they could get to, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't end this way. Like it shouldn't end with Steph like in street clothes or something, or Ugh. you know hobbling around like Willis Reed in, in Game Four. You know, it, it's um, that that would that would be a profound bummer. I, I always, you know, we have no rooting interest in this business. Um, we root for stories, root for games to end sooner than you know one in the morning. Um, <laughs> And root for good games and good series, and so you know it's and you don't want to feel it feel like it was like not the true test. And again, this is not to say asterisk or any of that stupidity. It's just that you want teams at full strength, and Mm -hmm. so that when someone's crowned the champion, you go like, yeah, damn, that was a great series, and we saw both teams completely give it their all. Um, And especially, you know, it's it's Steph Curry. Like nobody on on Earth, I think, roots against Steph Curry. Everybody wants to see him healthy and at his best, even if you're rooting for the Celtics to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. basketball fans. Like, just as a yeah. lover of basketball, you do not want this type of ending at all. Well,
1: especially for the Warriors, too, because this is, this is how it all ended for them last time. Um, so you just don't, you know, and like in droves, too, not just with um, yeah. one player. And that you're right, they fought back to it. And um, I guess the last thing I'll say before asking you guys, your final game four. I don't want to put you on like prediction watch because who knows? Um, but just thoughts is that if Steph is in street clothes, I fucking hope that it's not what Chris wore last night because that red jacket was bizarre. With the red oh, pants. Cr-
0: Chris chose. But, Ho- yeah. Horrible. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and also read the arena. Don't wear an all red outfit when everyone's going to be in green and it's just, it's not a good look. Yeah. Looks like, good. um, I,
1: I've often often said never here, but I guess just like, trust me, MMA fighters have the worst fashion of any, <laughs> of any sport. Um, and even like in Europe where they all still wear like the tightest skinny jeans you've ever seen. <laughs> and that is what I immediately thought of. It was an all time bad outfit. Um. Yeah, but shout out to him for taking a risk, but for absolutely nothing else. Okay, what about game four? Any th- any closing, whatever's. I don't even not prediction thoughts. Anything, emotions.
2: I, I I always say like it's foolish for us to try to predict these things, and it's it's, it's the dumbest thing like that w- w- we all do to each other. Like, so who's gonna win game four? Like, fuck if I know. Like, I mean, I'm not a. <laughs> <laughs> um, like yeah. if I if I knew that I'd be like doing a gambling pot instead, or I you know, <laughs> yeah. or I'd just be making a lot of money like Bob Vulgaris and not have to you know write game stories until three in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, look, we're, let's let's go on the premise that Steph is healthy-ish. Mm. I don't think we can say healthy um, that he's healthy enough to to, to play like Steph. Um, in that case, I'd be stunned if the Warriors lost another game like i i fully expected a split in in san francisco and a split in boston that's the kind of series i was expecting um among the you know other dumb predictions that we were asked to make uh we're always asked to predict the series and so we do it and i don't really care one way or the other i just you know make my best guess in five seconds or less and that's it uh i said warriors in seven which means i think it's a coin flip which means i leaned their way slightly because of some combination of experience and home court advantage but wasn't all that confident in it um so yeah i i would have expected a split in boston so if they lost game three i'm automatically just going oh yeah i guess they're gonna win game four because i expected a split but steph's Mm -hmm. injury and his status um does cast a shadow over all that and look um last night was another one of those games where most of the first half you're like man celtics got their number celtics are just too big too fast too strong they're getting to the, the hoop repeatedly they're done and then they come out and the warriors have another one of those third quarters you go like oh yeah they could do that yeah and so <laughs> and and then then the, they open the fourth quarter with four turnovers in the first six possessions you're like oh yeah the warriors they can do that uh <laughs> they're really good at turning the ball over um so it like it, these things can flip so quickly. Uh, Phil Jackson had a, a lot of like weird, uh, funny little sayings and sometimes uh, mangled expressions. Um, but uh, in this case, it's not a mangled expression. It's just like some old timey thing. But he, he'd say uh, that the games can turn on a trifle. It turns on a trifle. I loved that expression. It is really strange. Um, and I don't remember where he picked it up, if it was a Tex Winter thing or whatever, but uh, he'd even say, well, you know, these things can turn on a trifle. And uh it, it, it is. It's like it's one turnover and a run out. It's, you know, t- it's somebody's sprained ankle. It's one bad call at the wrong time, whatever. Um, and th- for the Warriors, I think the margin of error is, is smaller um, in this series than, than they've had in the past. And so the <coughs> trifle is that it's turning on is somebody gets hot for a few minutes or Steph and Clay both get hot or um, or they start reverting to old bad habits and coughing the ball up because the Warriors have had turnover problems since forever. So um, I don't know what all that adds up to uh, other than I hope Steph can, can play at some level close to Stephness uh in game four so that we get a decent game.
1: I am literally too fucking dumb to have a podcast. Cause if, like for the first three minutes, you said that I was like the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not get past the great British bake off episode where they had to make a trifle. And I was like, Because the layers are like what?
2: My daughter loves that show. It's uh, I I haven't watched the full one. I just kind of like pass through. I'm like, oh, it's the show where I get really hungry. Like that stuff looks really good. Um, The other trifle, the like something trifling, right? Like a little, like yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah, tiny thing. But your version, Haley, is much more interesting. If it turned on like a uh, that's pastry, is that pastry? What would you call a trifle? A tri- the trifle
1: The trifle's like the layered dessert where it's like sponge cake and then you got right. like the pudding type thing. I forget what they call that in England. But if the game
2: turned like, on that me? That would be way more interesting and fun. Yeah, I
1: was like uh, I don't know. I was trying to I mean, look, Phil goes la- there's layers to what he says to you know. <laughs> there you go. Jordan, Thank what about you? you? <laughs> Sorry, Howard I know we're going over,
0: but
2: no it's it's cool I got uh, <laughs> gotta get out of here for a couple minutes, but we're good. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's a I short just, walk to the arena at least.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say um I'm looking forward to seeing if we can top a seven point possession um because that that's was wild. what you that was wild and that's what you call turning on a trifle like one possession <laughs> gets seven points. Me and my fiance were trying to see if that is the max amount of points. And the only way that you get past that is if when Otto Porter made that three, if he also got fouled and it was yes. also a flagrant foul, and then it starts all over again. So
2: mm. or, that's
0: what I'm hoping for. Or <laughs> he misses the
2: free throw and then they get the rebound and it just continues the possession in perpetuity. It just, yes. right. you know. So, um, no, that was, I, I, I do not think in 25 years I'd ever actually seen a seven-point play before. Um, yeah,
1: Reggie Miller's that. like, all right. Um, but yeah, that was before my time, I think the one thing for me that was the a, a teeny tr- trifle uh, observation that I actually think is um, indicative of the Warriors completely is that, like you said, they had their um their very uh characteristic typical thing that they do of passing until they find the open shot, but. The difference now is that those passes have never been, I don't want to say sloppier, but like closer calls. Mm. As they are moving the ball around, Boston is on them. They don't look good. They're not in the best positioning. And that was strange and very unwarriors like So I thought the actual passing, while they did the same thing of finding the open guy um, most of the time, the passes themselves were not good. Hmm. Often. And so that was for me the, the, the thing that kind of turned me on the Warriors' chances in game four. But sorry we went over. All good. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, let us know um, how many. fuck you's you hear (laughs) in
2: game four i I did i'm old school so i do still keep a notebook and i was still scribbling last night and every time there was the fuck you draymond chant i started i i I wrote down in quotes fuck you draymond on my notepad to note when it had happened in case i wanted to go back and like reference it later um (laughs) but then there's also the fact that the press section is like embedded within you know where the fans are and there's the people right behind us like you're hearing everything they're saying and shouting to just even individually. And like, man, uh, a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but uh, no, uh, Jordan Haley, uh, this has been a blast. Um, Love the podcast. Uh, Glad we got to finally do this. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Hope I was at least semi coherent and hope I did not break the record that I sent many years ago on Zach's podcast for F bombs, uh, which (laughs) which I believe they beeped
1: all good all good we don't beep here um come back in the off season when we when you have gotten as much sleep as we have
0: yes and we'll put together a barista plan for you i want that
2: (laughs) thank you it's uh it is it's it's my dream um (laughs) and by which i mean i'm half asleep and still dreaming
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you howard (laughs) take care all thank
2: you